Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Music Therapist. And today we have a music therapist on and I am so excited for you to meet him and for us to have this conversation about um, the different things that he's doing and the different things that he's experienced as a music therapist. So Samuel, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what you're doing right now? Sure. Hi Kim and hello to everybody listening. First of all, thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I think it's Yes, of course. It's a really fun idea, you know, not your average music therapist and just thinking about what makes us unique and, and what each yeah. of us is doing and our paths and, and I'm really, really excited to chat today and, and see where this goes. So a little bit about myself would be um, to start by saying that I, I am from Mexico. I was born there and lived for the first 16 years of my life. So I'm pretty, pretty much 100% Mexican, although I, when I was 16, I moved out and I haven't lived there since. So sometimes I do feel that maybe not 100%, but less percent yeah. Mexican, you know, and, 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 and some part of it also sort of a citizen of the world. And mm. so I've been around, lived a couple of years in China. Then I went to the US to Columbus, Ohio, where I studied music. I am a guitarist and I've been playing guitar for, for a good um, 13 years, perhaps 13 or 14 years. So in college, I wanted to perform, to play with groups, and uh, so that's what I was studying. I was studying music with an emphasis in, in jazz, um, but also other kinds of popular music and, and all kinds of things. So that, that was fun, and I, I am really glad I did that. I got to learn a lot from that experience. Nevertheless, towards the end of my college career, I I knew I wanted to go to a a new country, mainly just that mm. spirit of want, liking to move around. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, and then so I had done a semester in Germany, so I liked it, and I decided to come back here. I also met somebody during that semester, which. You know, she's also here in, in the city where I'm living currently, which is Heidelberg, Germany. So anyways, I decided to make this transition. And then I also decided, okay, maybe I don't want to do performing. I, I do like playing and I still play in some groups, but it's not what I wanted my main thing to be. So as I was looking around, I eventually found music therapy and and. Uh, and one day it just clicked, you know, it was like, oh, this is perfect. I get to be engaged with music and I get to to um, also work with people and help people, which has also been a, a big part of what I've done throughout the years. And then also the academic mm -hmm. part, which I sort of, well, I didn't leave that during with, during my college years. I was involved in, in some... Um, uh, in a lot of things that kind of kept my my thinking brain 
plugged in mm. in a sense you know i was mm-hmm. i still like i like to write i like to think and, and all these things and so music therapy seemed to combine all of these so so then i decided to come here to germany and this is where i did uh, a master's in music therapy in heidelberg with dr douglas keith some people listening might might know the name um yeah and then there's been a bunch of things you know that have been happening recently and um but i think the main thing for me at the moment because i recently finished my program is that i very much feel connected to the music therapy world and it's something that i mm. am working on i currently do not have a clinical position but i'm staying connected with with a lot of things including you know the international mm-hmm. association for music and medicine some other non-profit organizations and, and projects around the world so that's in yeah. a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh, i'm sure there's so much that you can tell us um and i i um well i guess we should refer everyone to um kate shannon's podcast creative therapy umbrella because you were a guest on that um recently and you went into all those different things that you're doing yeah if anybody wants to listen to that so that's where i really go in depth into my work with the international international association for music and medicine also my work Mm -hmm. with sam's fans which is a non-profit organization not named after me. A lot of people think that I created an organization about for my fans. Do you do you go by Sam? Do people call you Sam yeah. as a, a nickname? Some people. I think I called you that earlier, and I did not even ask. Yeah, some people call me Sam or Samuel uh, or Samuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I talk about these things um, in the in that episode. So. Yeah, that was a great one. So check it out, everyone. Yeah, and Kate is great. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, so I love what you said earlier, you know, talking about moving and living in different places. You said, I'm kind of a citizen of the world. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think you mentioned this once before to me that... Um, you You feel like you can't really stay in one place for too long like mm-hmm. maybe one country for too long so do you do you feel like there's a move coming up uh oh that's that's a good question <laughs> yeah um well there is a move coming very shortly for sure but that uh that one is probably just gonna be here within the city just moving to it mm, to mm-hmm. a new, uh, new apartment nice but yeah it's something that i think about a lot and something that I uh, also discussed with my girlfriend because so my girlfriend she's from China actually we're here in Germany but she's from China and so her family is in China my family is in Mexico all of them well no there's there's a couple um, there's one cousin in, in the UK and mm. but most of my family is in Mexico so you know it's something that we discuss and we think like okay do we I want to stay here in Germany, do we go to China, do we go to Mexico, or do we go to a completely new country? And yeah. I think at at the moment, it seems like at least I'm going to stay here in Germany for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think definitely not long term. I think eventually um, 
I would move with my girlfriend somewhere somewhere else. But it is it is definitely interesting because I feel just because of the time when I left Mexico, which you know I was sixteen years old, you know, teenager. Yeah. I wasn't completely set on you know I I am Mexican and I I belong here and this is where I'll come back mm. to eventually. Um, and then I lived I've lived in what's that four four countries so it's it's yeah. sort of made me or my identity very open in terms of you know I'll be okay if I live long term in another country no matter where that may mm-hmm. be so that's it, it is a bit stressful or or it can be stressful at points or just you you get to think about okay but what about all the people that you live along the way yeah. you know uh, right but at the same time it's it's freeing it's a little bit of of the good and the bad and and mm-hmm. um, but i can't complain so yeah oh wow and i i feel like like um you really do fit the description of this podcast not the average music therapist cuz first of all you are male <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that that's the first thing cuz we have a predominantly female um profession mm-hmm. here and um and you've lived and done work in a lot of different countries and i don't think many music therapists can say that um so so i'd love to hear your experience like with um your music therapy journey mm-hmm. um having this this wealth of being from a different country and moving to a different country and then and then not to mention the international association for music and medicine probably weekly you're meeting with people all all around the world yeah. um doing music therapy or doing music as wellness so yeah what what is that like for you yeah thank you for asking that i think it's very very interesting and I do get to think about this a lot because like you you said I mm-hmm. get to have these conversations um like yeah weekly with people around the world and well first of all I guess I can talk about my music therapy journey like you said and and some of those influences in in kind of my philosophy if you will or my way of thinking yeah. about music therapy so the interesting thing is that yeah i was formed or i went through my training here in germany um but i the program was in english right so i did Mm, get to learn about it in english the um i think he's the head of the music therapy department now which uh, so he's dr keith douglas keith uh he's from the u.s I think originally from Georgia, so he definitely has that uh, that training and that thinking coming from the U.S. But the school yeah. and the program has existed for quite some time in German, right? So it is very much also founded in in German literature, and most of the professors are Germans, so they you know I noticed how they like to to cite and to refer to to german sources particularly Mm. i should mention also that 
I was part of the first cohort to do this program in English. Oh, how cool. Mm-hmm. So, so I would guess that the professors already had their literature built and their classes built in German and then they sort of just translated that to English. So that's why mm-hmm. a, a lot of the literature is um, coming from the German speaking world. So I got to learn mm-hmm. a lot uh, about that, right? Music therapy work and philosophy and and research here in in the german speaking world and then so those are already two different worlds and i i have noticed definitely the differences and then Mm -hmm. then you add of course uh, well i'm from mexico and i actually did my internship in colombia so i got to experience Mm. also music therapy there with dr mark ettenberger and and his team at sono um, so I am really connected as well to what's going on in Latin America. I'm aware of, of some of that work in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Now Mexico um, has, it's very, very new um, in terms of, of the music therapy profession. So there's not much writing, but I've gotten to interact with some colleagues. So so now I'm also like very closely following what's happening in Latin America. And lastly, you know, I guess what you could call the rest of the world mm. that I haven't mentioned, I do get to, um, I, I get a lot of glimpses from that world by being part of, of I Am. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I was talking to some people from Japan last week and they were telling me about their work in the hospital. Uh, and then today, actually, I read a paper from the journal, from IAM's journal about, it's not music therapy, but they were asking professionals, healthcare professionals in the United Arab Emirates uh, mm-hmm. about sort of their thoughts on music. And uh, it seemed like they, they, this is part of their efforts to try to get music therapy developed mm. in, in, in the UAE. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I get to, I get these glimpses of music that around the world and there, there are things that unite, um, and that are common across the board, but there are obviously some differences as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know something that, that can get tricky or it's like, you almost have to, um, hold it, hold it gently is just that, that term music therapy. I know we we talked about this before, but when other when when people around the world are using music as wellness, they might use that term music therapy, and for those of us who have studied music therapy in a university in a particular way with you know a particular philosophy, we have in our mind what music therapy means. So. Tell me a little bit about navigating that with people you talk with. Yeah, <laughs> good question, yes. Actually, uh, I was very sad that a conversation that was going to take place last week was canceled. So this was part of I Oh, am. yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was going to talk to Dr. Sebastian Hachmeyer, who is an ethnomusicologist. And he's mm. done work in the Andes, uh, in Bolivia particularly, with, I'm going to see how much of his research I can remember, so I hope 
if, if, if anybody <laughs> knows his research or if he, if he listens to we'll this, have to, We'll have to put him in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, but he, he talks about the Kalawaya group, I believe it is. And the thing is that, as far as I can remember, the um, I think it was either their practices or there was a declaration from UNESCO regarding this group. And within this declaration, there was this terminology or this idea of music therapy, right? So in his work, and he has a paper, which is called the, the uncontrolled equivocation of music therapy. So what a title, what a title, like, right? let's just, <laughs> let's just pause there. Can you say that again? The unequivocal, the uncontrolled in- equivocation. Oh. <laughs> I totally oh. got it wrong. The uncontrolled equivocation of music of therapy. music therapy yeah wow okay now now we need to read that because <laughs> the yeah. title like my goodness right and i think i i came i when i was uh, when i heard the title i had a different idea of what it would be about so i think you know people mm. interested definitely should check it out and but basically what he meant with this is that the word or the term music therapy had been or is sometimes used in the context of the healing practices of this indigenous group in Bolivia, mm-hmm. but it is completely different from our idea or like you, like Samuel's idea of music therapy, you know, the the idea of a trained music therapy in a, in a university. And so this idea mm-hmm. of an uncontrolled equivocation as far as I can remember, means that you are using the same term as another person or another group, but you actually mean completely different things. Or not completely, but you mean different mm. things. And mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. this sort of misunderstanding, even if you will, or this difference of definitions of a particular term, that is what is the, the equivocation, you know? So yeah. I, I do feel this when I uh, talk to people from around the world or when I hear from people around the world, particularly because I I manage IAM's communications. So I I get all those messages through the website and comments and Mm, whatnot. Sure. um, So particularly in countries where there is simply no music therapy discipline, right? There is no degree in a university. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some individuals might still use music in their practice and that that is fine and valid uh, but then sometimes they they refer to it as music therapy so what i tend to do is you know i point out uh, well it's great that you're using music you know that's that's very cool and and then i refer them to sources you know this is perhaps you can take a look here at the at the american music therapy association or i have some blog mm. posts out there that i've written about what is music therapy and I sort mm-hmm. of gently navigate this and saying, like, instead of saying, no, you're not doing music therapy, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, you know, I point out that it is important also to look at what, what are the terminology we're using and what are we actually referring to. Yeah. What a beautiful way of doing that, too. Because, like, I, I think something that we forget um, when people say music therapy for just music as wellness 
it, it's almost like we're forgetting how many years music has been around and been used for healing, just for healing and healing practices. Like this is an ancient art form and it's been around far longer than the profession of music therapy. And so we ought to honor that and we ought to like hold that rich history of music when we're advocating for music therapy because there's it's there's so much more beyond music therapy and i don't think that music therapy is the end all be all you know yeah absolutely and you know i would encourage also to anybody listening to follow i am um so i think it is a bit that's like exactly what i am is all about yeah yeah it's part yeah exactly our mission you know we invite music therapists mm-hmm. we invite professionals in any discipline that are using music in medicine or in health and wellness Mm -hmm. to participate and to share and to join the conversation and what I wanted to share as well is uh, that I am is working or we have an ethics committee and we are working on driving some of these discussions and and also perhaps Mm -hmm. providing definitions right of that can guide people and professionals around the world in in better using the appropriate terminology for what they're using or for what they're doing so i think people can follow the organization for for more Mm -hmm. information yeah and and i love i love the organization too because anytime i've joined in on a webinar it's almost like we've evened the playing field we have music therapists on there who have been in the field for for years, for so many years. And then we have new professionals or students or people interested in music therapy. And then we have all these other professionals using music. And it's like, oh, no, we're all at the same level. We're all coming here together. Yeah. And I love that because so often I feel like there's this invisible like hierarchy. Like, oh, you're at this level. I'm at this level. And I feel like what I I am has done so well is just saying, no, we're all coming here at the same place, like at the same level. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's been, so far it's been a year since I joined in, in the position that I have right now. And it's really been quite a ride already um, in just this year, yeah. even though, well, we had the, the conference last year and then throughout this time we've had all these webinars that you're mentioning and mm-hmm. to me for me really it's also just fun to listen to what other people around the world are doing and um you know i feel very very lucky i can be part of that as well and i think yeah. also our leadership is really uh is remarkable i mean dr Suzanne hanster is the president and yeah. i've been reading her book integrative health through music therapy it's called mm. yeah and she i go ahead i was just gonna say i remember one of the books that i studied in school was her mm-hmm. like she was the author yeah so even even just being in the webinar with her i'm like you know almost like um Almost like you're with a celebrity or something. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. And she's just a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just really, great. really cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she has this other book that that you're reading. Yeah, and I think what's great is that 
going back to what you were saying about the ancient roots of music and mm. healing, music mm-hmm. and wellness, she goes back and she talks and she writes about the traditions from coming from China and coming from India mm. and she's much more qualified to talk about these things and she she wrote about them in the book so yeah I won't say much on that but I think that <laughs> it is very interesting to to engage with these ideas right yeah because it, it's interesting because we are we're almost like feeding off of that ancient wisdom around music and then putting it into this like medical model context Mm -hmm. and so we have to do so much um like we have to put definition around it we have to put language we have to put numbers around it to fit this model and that's like what music therapy is we talk about goals and objectives and progress and things like that when the ancient art form maybe is more fluid and creative and intuitive so it's i'm really curious about that book yeah i have to check it out yeah yeah and i think you're referring to a very important challenge which is that how humans have historically engaged with music and its roles within life within healing within wellness it is very hard to to compare it to modern life right because Mm, as mm -hmm. um don't quote me on this but i think or i remember my professor one of my professors in college talking about how there 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 is this tribe or this group of people in africa who perhaps even to this day don't have a word for music because music is just part of life right it's just rhythm Mm. is part of of life and looking back and thinking about ancient ways of using music it's like you're saying it's not the medical model it's not saying i'm gonna do this intervention with this goal which is gonna lead Mm -hmm. to this um result and then it's all documented and I can see how important it is that music therapists adapted to this model uh, in order to be mm-hmm. to evolve as a profession. Mm-hmm. But it, to be accepted yeah, to be in accepted. the medical world. <laughs> exactly. Um, <sighs> but but you like what you're saying. How does this relate to the more fluid uh, and the more mm-hmm. organic way of using music? in life and in wellness mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's a big challenge yeah it i definitely think it's something that is worth um thinking about from time to time as music therapists because i think sometimes we get so caught up in advocating for this profession and um making sure that people know what music therapy is and we can lose sight of of the history and the context of what it is we're doing yeah yeah and for me also it's it's something i think about because because in mexico you know to put things into perspective thinking about another country so mexico Mm -hmm. has no academic degree right no bachelor's no master's in music therapy there is an association that just started actually last year and there there's a handful of trained music therapists who studied in other uh, countries and then there are a couple of very 
um, there are a couple of models of music therapy that have mm. been developed in Mexico. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk about those. But, you know, when you think about a place like this, it's 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 so different, right? Because we do need to now be very strong about the the foundations of music therapy as a clinical profession, something that can be integrated into the medical model, mm-hmm. into these different institutions, because we don't want them to see us as, you know, the hippies dancing around. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there's there's uh, a danger, right? There there have been Yeah, I guess it's not it wouldn't be taken seriously. Right. And there's there's yeah. there's been a couple of um news articles that have come out throughout the years like a, a nurse singing for patients and then the mm-hmm. news outlets call that music therapy or right, right. or an orchestra um, playing in the lobby of a hospital and they call that the music therapy orchestra i think those right. things i i do feel the the urge to say like no okay no this is not music therapy right but, right <laughs> like i don't want to negate every, all the work that i've done <laughs> right <laughs> And everything I've studied. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, each country has their challenges, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting to to, to think about it. And even in your perspective, you know, being connected to a lot of different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so much there. Yeah. And here, you know, thinking about countries here in Germany, you know, to, set up, to set another example. Uh, here in Germany, I'm not completely aware of all the politics just because I, I do speak German but it can be exhausting to to read and mm. learn and and talk in German all the time but uh, mm-hmm. but I what I can say is that for example I I had my master's I did my master's in music therapy and there there is another way in which this might differ from from perhaps the US or other places right because I was able to do this master's with my bachelor's in music. And then, uh, you know, the difference here is that I complete this and then I can work in an institution, any institution in, in Germany that is looking for a music therapist and where there is a psychologist or a doctor kind of overseeing everything. I, ca- mm-hmm. I actually cannot work in private practice just with this degree. Uh, I would have to get something oh. which is a sort of license. It's called... Mm-hmm. Um, Heilpraktiker, which is like a healing practitioner, uh, and this is this is sort of like an umbrella uh, certification, if you will, not just for music mm-hmm. therapists, but also like acupuncture or um, homeopathy or mm-hmm. kind of all other different um, areas, I guess. So yeah. there is no certif- board certification like in the U.S. There is a certification mm. from the association. But you actually get that after you already worked uh, a number of years. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. so even a country like Germany, which is is very developed in in music therapy, um, mm-hmm. there's still differences. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. There's it, yeah. There's so much there. <laughs> yeah. So much. So much. Um. So, with our conversation, I wanted to talk just a little bit about Facebook and about, you know, um, navigating conversations with, with other music therapists. Um, because I feel like sometimes there's so much, um, tension 
like in the air or in conversation, there's like this weird thing that's happening. And oftentimes it's like, where's this coming from? Like what, what's happening? Like, did I do something wrong? And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I would love your perspective too on Facebook because you are now one of the moderators of the large music therapy Facebook page. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, first of all, does that, to you, does that feel like a lot of responsibility to be a moderator, one of the moderators of that group? I think so. And I've, yeah, I've noticed it particularly because we, we do have a group uh, or a chat with the moderators and the admins of the group. Oh, cool. So we do uh, discuss what's going on and, you know, for people out there who might be part of the group, uh, sometimes... I don't know if people have this question, like, what are the moderators or what, what, oh, who is actually yeah. following what's going on? You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that this particular group, there's been a lot of activity in the last year, mm-hmm. right? And not all of it has been, how to put it? <laughs> You're just, I could see you looking for, like, the nicest word to use right now. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been quite a ride. Yeah. Right? sometimes difficult and I think I see I see what you what you mean of this sort of tension in the air and I think that particularly being part of the group of moderators and admins we we need to keep an eye on what is going on and what are people posting Mm. and when things come up you know we right away jump in and we talk about hey like this happened how should we proceed and so this is something that a group of people are doing together is not just a single person mm-hmm. which i think that's important yeah it's awesome because at, at times i've felt overwhelmed right because mm-hmm. it's like you have five posts each one with a hundred comments <laughs> then you have 30 messages oh, in the goodness. chat with the moderators how can you keep right? up yeah yeah it's so much <laughs> the, right the caveat for me which has been interesting is that because i'm um in um time zone ahead of the oh, US yeah. because uh, even though this is a, a, a global mm-hmm. group I think most of the conversations are happening between from or between people from the US yeah I think so um, and and well those usually happen in the evening in the US so mm. that's when I'm sleeping so you you have <laughs> you you miss out on a lot of those then I miss out and then I wake <laughs> up and it's like all the notifications, oh my goodness. you know. <laughs> so every morning you're like, okay, what what's what happened last night? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, oh man. And I I think that's a very I think that just the idea of Facebook and social media, it's yeah, a very interesting conversation. And also yeah. because you know I am part of this, but I also I manage social media actually as a job for for right a couple of um, organizations surrounding music therapy so i think about it a lot i think about facebook about instagram about all the different social media platforms a lot Um, are you on twitter too yes i actually don't use twitter as much but i I because i'm like twitter is like its own thing too yeah i like don't even don't even walk in that direction i can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah i haven't quite gotten too much into twitter yet 
Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's there's Clubhouse and oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Clubhouse seems to be interesting as well. Um, yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, you know, the idea of communications and uh, dealing with this, it's very interesting. There, there were a couple of music therapists who did a presentation on um, managing Facebook groups as part of the online oh. conference of music therapy, which happened last, not this year, oh, earlier cool. this year. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting, you know, to see their perspective that, um, that was, well, I don't quite remember the names of the therapists, but mm-hmm. maybe we, we can share the link and it's, sure. it's, yeah, it's good to think about it. It's like, how do we as music therapists discuss things? <laughs> yeah. Simply put, how do we talk with each other? <laughs> yeah. How do we talk with each other? Uh, or discuss yeah. things. That's a nicer way of saying it. Yeah. So what do you how what do you think how how do we do it? <laughs> well, well, there is there is the things I see happening right now, and then of course there are other potential alternatives that might happen in the future. So obviously, what's happening now is that there are Facebook groups, and people have ideas, things they want to ask, resources they have. They go on Facebook and they share them, and then mm-hmm. people comment or they engage with this. Sometimes they are the people posting might have the wrong idea of of something or 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 the mm-hmm. the content might not be appropriate and that's why these groups have rules mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's not so evident right that's that's also the problem with this kind of platforms yeah. because you're only seeing text you're not right. seeing wow. Uh, emotions you're not seeing what the there one thing is the um, what is the word the uh, the message mm-hmm. no one one thing is is the content and another thing is the message right oh, okay. two I people see, yeah. can read the same content but get a completely different message mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know that that's quite delicate but that's and it, yeah to me that seems like the only way in which we're communicating and I might just not know about any other platforms or any other ways where music therapists congregate. Maybe you, do you know of any other places? Facebook is like the big one and then Instagram now a little bit more, but mm-hmm. that's not, that's like right. just a post here and there. That's not like groups coming together. Right. Um, and then websites and then I I don't I don't think yeah. many music therapists are on Clubhouse yet. So right and well and there is no like forum of music therapists, right? Right. No, there, there is I no like. I'm trying to place. think of. I don't think so. I'm trying to think of websites that might have that, but it would it would be AMTA or CBMT or IM, and none of those have like forums on the website. So right, exactly. Yeah. So. So that's you know that's the right now there are Facebook groups, uh, mm-hmm. but other than that there's there's no other place. Uh, well, I guess conferences, but then yeah. those are also um, smaller. Smaller, yeah. So in the future, you know, now talking about the future, I don't know. Maybe maybe there might be a forum in the future where people mm-hmm. can discuss these things, or or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one one small thing I'm hoping to create pretty soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at cool. least with my community, but yeah, I um what was I thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of like simply 
when we when we talk with each other online, um, I think we forget like how we would talk to that person in real life. Like if I see your face and you're looking me in the eyes, I'm probably not going to say something mean to you. Even if I feel it, I'm probably not going to say it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like on Facebook, people just people just say it. Um, yeah. And it can be very hurtful or it can be... Yeah, I don't know. There's just... There's a lot. There's There's a lot going on. And we forget that we're losing so much in translation, mm-hmm. like in text. Yeah. Just yeah, the yeah. nonverbal communication itself. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that that's definitely part of the of the issue. Part of the issue as well is just people not um, who generally are either ignorant about certain things or mm, who do not mm-hmm. have the sensibility about certain things. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's been one of the biggest things that has has made the the group blow up in the in the past right people who are just yeah. honestly unaware yeah um and that's it's that's almost what, like sorry it's almost like you don't know what you don't know right yeah, yeah. and and then the, there are instances where uh we as moderators just have to step in step in and um and hold the rules hold the members of the group accountable to the rules they agree to when they join Mm, which is no mm -hmm. hate speech um Mm -hmm. which is being respectful to each other Mm -hmm. right no spam no promotion those sort of things those rules are there for a reason and that's why there's a group of us who who discuss these things and then when Mm. something is against the rules Mm -hmm. then we have a procedure to follow that's awesome I I like I feel so much better knowing that there's like this group of moderators and not only just knowing that there's moderators but knowing that you communicate with each other and you talk about these things it's it's like this you care you care about this group you you care about facilitating and and holding this space for these 8 9000 music therapists on this group um yeah, we 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 definitely need it. We definitely need that that um yeah. that loving care from from someone who can kind of hold the space and you know redirect when needed. Yeah. So that's that's what we're trying to do. We actually are going to meet soon like in an actual video call to 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 talk about the, mm. the group and you know what we want to how do we want to continue to work together. Cool. Um we are obviously always welcoming any input from members from the group and you know i think in the future what i would be very interested in seeing more of is uh, i want to see because of this international experience and because of my role with i am i want to see a bit more of like people from all around the world yeah even posting in their own language right the thing with facebook is that it trans it has automatic translations you can post in your own language and then facebook will show it in the language of the user Mm. Does it do it without you even pressing like see translation? Uh, I know it I at know. least has the button. Yeah. Yeah. At least has the button. That's I that's important because we're we're missing representation by centering music therapy around the American music therapist experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can just sit with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. This makes me think of this this new account um, that I started following on Instagram. It's a pair of music therapists. I I think they're in Poland, um, but all of their posts are in. Is it Polish? I guess mm-hmm. I don't know the different languages. Um, so you know when I see the post, even the text on the image, I don't I can't read it. But then there's there's the C translation, so I click that, and then I can read it. And for the most part, it makes sense. There's a couple of things here and there that that don't translate well. But it's been so cool because I've been able to connect with them, and I love the graphics that they create, and they're they're teaching about music therapy using their platform. And even though they're they're sharing, they're speaking in a different language, that hasn't stopped us from creating a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and I wonder, you know, I think about that, and I wonder if music therapists get nervous about about saying the wrong thing or. Um, just engaging with someone um from a different country because it's it's almost like uncharted territory like i i've never done this before i don't know how to interact and i feel like just as an american i'm going to offend someone Hmm. yeah it's 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 um how to say this can be complicated and and it's something i wonder about right like Mm. do people from around the world feel a bit hesitant to post in this group because you know it's all in english because it everything kind of has a certain tone to it and then they feel like maybe i i don't want to ask my question or post my comment because you know maybe this is not the place for it Mm. Mm -hmm. so so then there's a question like is this group where uh, any music therapist around the world can feel welcomed and can ask anything yeah. Or what, what is this platform That's a good for? Question. Right. Because right, with the title, like, Music Therapists Unite should be, should be music therapists from around the world. Yeah. And sharing and helping each yeah. other. Yeah. And, and when I think about it, too, at least from my perspective, um, I always find that there's so much more to gain from conversations with people around the world than there is to lose if you perhaps offend someone and i i know that i have offended people in the past it's almost like you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable with that mm-hmm. like it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to possibly offend someone by accident and then say sorry and move on mm-hmm. um i don't know i i think this is something that at least as an american i i would hope that my fellow american colleagues can adopt and and try a little more mm-hmm. you know yeah. try having those conversations even if you make a mistake yeah i agree um although i can see i can see why people don't do it right because it's hard to be yeah. in that awkward or that uncomfort um mm-hmm. and it's in the online world is it's always that question you know do i engage or not and and if there is a back and forth, you know, at what point does this stop? And um, what is the purpose of this conversation sometimes, you know? And mm-hmm. um, it almost like gets to that philosophical level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's and, and there are many different types of, of posts, right? There is the very simple... Uh, give me your favorite country songs and then people, you know, share their country songs and that's that's fine. And then there are some other posts that address very sensitive 
topics and、mm. you know part of of well that's been the very the、uh, thing that's blown up a little bit in the past because it's important、mm-hmm. to address these topics mm-hmm but do we all、uh, know and do we all have the abilities to discuss these topics in a way that is respectful in a way that is、mm-hmm. fruitful right yeah and that that is the challenge right Hmm. Well, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank、I、you、agree. so much for spending this time with me talking.、Um, I wonder if there's any, is there anything else that you would want to talk about today or mention before we close up the conversation?、Um, well, first of anything all, anything on your mind? Well, I, you know, first of all, I really. Appreciate and thank you for inviting me to be on it. Oh,、um, yes, of course. I've thought about podcasting in the past. I haven't quite started doing it yet, but I've done a lot of、mm-hmm. um, live Facebook live interviewing, which sort of counts、yeah. as podcasting. I don't know what's their it's definition. It's so similar. It's very、yeah. similar.、Um, and, you know, I, th- I think. If people are curious, you know, all of that is on Facebook, and I have a lot of interviews with music therapists.、Um, is that through、um, I Am? That, Internast- that's Internast- through Sam's fans. Oh, through Sam's fans. Okay, so there's a Facebook group for Sam's fans.、Uh, Facebook page, yeah. Page, cool. Yeah, so people want. Me, I'm going to write that down so we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, we can add that, and, you know, people can see some of those. And, yeah.、Um, but. So, yeah, I thank you, you know, for the experience and for letting me chat.、Mm-hmm. I think these topics are very, very important and very relevant、mm-hmm. to a lot of what I'm doing. So, I hope people can stay tuned to these organizations you know, I'm working with. And,、um, yeah. and I'm always open for people to reach out and、um, to chat about, about anything, to make comments, yeah, ask so questions. Where can people find you then? Right, so people can、uh, friend me on Facebook. So, Samuel Gracida,、um, we'll have that, share that link, I guess. And, and also,、yeah. so、I think I'm Samuel.Gracida on, on Instagram. So, I use those two platforms the most. I'm also on Twitter,、um, although I don't even remember what's my handle on Twitter. I think it's different. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I've started using Clubhouse more、uh, recently, so maybe we'll. I was wondering, are you on Clubhouse? I am, yeah. Ooh, okay. Maybe we'll have some conversations over there. Yeah, that would be great. And you are, you are more than welcome to come back on the podcast too, to chat some more. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate、um, it. And when, when I have, when I'm working on a podcast or something, I'm, you know, <laughs> you'll be in, in my list of, of guests. Awesome. I can't wait. I, I'm just like, Um, it's so funny. I want to say, I'm a fan of Sam. No, I'm a fan of like all the things that you're doing. I think it's so cool. And、um, I love how like you're not afraid to be connected to other music therapists in all these different ways, different platforms, and things.、Um, I just think it's so cool. So, yeah, thank you. I, I, I really enjoy it. I really do. And I, I see it more and more how the more we can interact with each other and learn from each other and share resources, 
the better. You're mm-hmm. not even thinking about social media. So I'm gonna share this thought. Maybe yeah. Just this one last thought is like it's. I think we're all doing a, a great job of awareness, and that's wonderful. And everybody um, thinks people are using Instagram. They're using these platforms, creating graphics, sharing content, which is wonderful. Uh, my question or what I often think about is like how how much of this energy can we sort of put together to not sort of be reinventing the wheel every time like every single mm-hmm. music therapy Instagram account having a graphic that says this is music therapy you know is yeah. I, I think it has a purpose because each each account reaches their own pocket of people yeah yeah but if we're thinking like scaling, we're thinking like big picture, mm-hmm. how do we combine all this energy, right? To really mm. move the conversation, to really move the needle. Mm-hmm. And that that's a big challenge, but that's something I like to think about. Yeah, so it's using, using our resources all together most efficiently. Yeah. And and even you know there's this this idea of open access right which is very popular nowadays right like how how much mm-hmm. of this can we make open access and let um, this work compound rather than build separately and individually. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> do you have Do you have any thoughts about that, or maybe we should save that for another episode? <laughs> maybe that's the big question to finish. You have to think about. That's I'm so I'm so interested about that. Um, like even, even just supporting new professionals, Mm -hmm. there, there are so many music therapists that have their own communities and their own thing. And even I'm doing that too. Um, but I'm like, if it, if there was just one place that supported new professionals, A, it would be easier for new professionals to find it. And B, there's like, I don't know, there'd be less options it would be more streamlined. Um, I, 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 it's like, I feel what you're saying. I feel mm-hmm. it. And I, I think too, I am is doing a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No wonder you're part of that organization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. We might yeah. have a forum soon. So oh, sweet. People should follow us to stay, yeah. into, to stay uh, up to date with, with that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, Samuel, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today, having this wonderful conversation. I I know that I have enjoyed it. So I am sure there are many people out there who've enjoyed it too. Yeah. Well, I have enjoyed it as well. So I really thank you and thank everybody listening as well. If you know, you're listening to this, this, um, this far through i really appreciate you spending this time with us right yes i know i i i love when when the episodes go long but then at the same time i'm like okay stay with us (laughs) (laughs) yeah we can do it but i think a lot of music therapists listen to this show at least like while they're doing chores or on the road in between sessions so i'm sure i'm sure they'll you'll all get through this episode with us Wonderful. Awesome. Well, uh, we will talk with you soon.